We want to send a special shout out and thank you. We're grateful that uh, Annalisa Abel was able to join us. And as I said at the top of the show, please feel free to follow her. All our information is going to be located in the show notes. Remember to rate us. We love your comments. Continue to reach out to us with the types of guests you would like us to contact. We're more than happy to do so. Also, we launched a YouTube channel, so you can go there as well. You can search under Abendo Media, and you'll be able to find our interviews there as well. Uh, remember to always leave a comment, subscribe, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, these are our stories. But you at least have the opportunity to learn information about different businesses and things like that. So I appreciate different podcasts that have like actual video content where mm-hmm. you're able to see these people and then do research on these same people. So I first tell people one thing is you probably don't have enough streams of income, right? A lot yes. Of people, how did you pay off debt? I'm not going to give you the Dave Ramsey method. I'm not going to tell you to live in a one bedroom apartment, <laughs> delivering pizzas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for, for three years. I'm not going to tell you to do that because I know that life is not guaranteed for you tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, what I encourage people to do is um, identify where you can create additional streams of income. Where can you make more money? Because a lot of people, especially within the black community, just don't make enough money. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, to not only do the things that they want to do, but also not be able to pay off that debt. Um, and the reason that they have debt is because they weren't financially literate about the things that they needed to be financially literate about. Yes. So, identify how you can make more money. Simple. Okay, perfect. And financial literacy is something I think that should be sort of embedded in the curriculum. But unfortunately, it's one of those things that you have to learn as, you know, you get out of school, you get out of university. And it's crazy that you know, on campuses, especially how they prey upon students, right? So for example, you'll go into the uh, a common area and there's like six or to 10 credit card companies lined up to kind of sign you up, but you don't necessarily get that knowledge of this is not free money. This is actually going to put you deeper in the hole. So just with regards to educating, you know, youth and making sure they're on the right track. So if you were in charge, let's say, for example, you know, they made you the the head of the Department of Education or, or something like that. What would you do just in terms of implementing certain things? So, you know, young people, elementary school students, middle school students, and even high school students would get that the knowledge that they need to make those smart decisions. Uh, so they don't find themselves, for example, graduating $25,000 in debt, $100,000 in debt, um, you know, and they're on a better financial footing. What were some of the key things that you would implement in the educational system so you can empower young people? For sure, for sure. Um, so for me, definitely, I would um, make it a requirement for people to be able to take a financial education course, class. Yeah. Starting as early as middle school, honestly, because people don't understand that some of these children are given the responsibility to take care of their households before they even hit high school. It's true. So able to uh, provide them with information that they can apply to their everyday lives and then possibly teach their parents that what they may have been given that information. I think it needs to be some type of hands-on activity mm-hmm. to give them experiences. Because, um, I mean, a lot of information 
that you learn even in college, and I have a bachelor's and a master's degree, once you get on the job, you're relearning information, and it's almost information you, you learned in college is not even useful. Yeah. So I need, I need a financial course in class to be hands-on. I need people to know how to pay a bill. Yeah. I need people to understand credit, all things like that, being able to write a check, understanding different yeah. ways to and understanding can, uh, how your money can compound and um, increase over time. Like Those small things I need people to, to understand, right? Mm-hmm teach other people about it. So I would definitely recommend um, a mandatory finance class for sure. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned something interesting earlier as well, just in terms of, you know, college and, and higher learning and things like that. And and I think about, for you know, for some reason, I, I just thought about Elon Musk when he said that, you know, to, to work at Tesla, you don't need to have a doctorate, you need to have a PhD, you don't need to have all these different things. So I'm just wondering about your perspective on higher education, it's especially when we're going into, you know, the future. And as you said earlier, you know, you get on the job and you have to kind of learn as you go. So I'm just wondering, you know, in the next, you know, five, even now, perhaps, what are your thoughts on the value of a higher education um, when you sort of juxtapose that against things like, you can know, you can invest, you can start your own business. So, yeah, I'm just interested in finding out what your thoughts are. For sure. Um, I'll say that, one, I've been on other podcasts before and they ask me about education, and I'm glad I'll say, I think college is a scam. <laughs> yeah. But with in, with anything you go into that's going to be costly, you have to identify what's the, what's the ROI? What am I going to get out of that? Yeah. Um, I'll say, if you're going to go to college to be a doctor, that makes sense. If you're going mm-hmm. to be an accountant, but if you're going to college and you're coming out making 20000 30000 even 40000 a year, you have to ask yourself, was it worth it? Mm-hmm worth you to go to school uh, four years to be hot to a job that didn't even require you to technically have a degree mm. it might be a education often but it didn't necessarily require you to do the job mm-hmm. so you have to ask yourself was it worth it and then on top of that I need people to be a little bit more strategic in how they how they decide how they're going to school how they're going to get education get a trade get get um Started a two-year program and then matriculate into a four-year program if it makes sense for you financially. A lot of times, if you start at a, a community college near a larger campus, you can um, you can potentially pay the community college's fee after that two years and finish your schooling at a four-year degree. People don't know that type of information. Interesting, yeah. They don't put it in your face, right? Because mm-hmm. college is all about money, right? Yeah. The increases on an annual basis, uh, but the value of the education does not increase always on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. So you value you have to evaluate what the overall ROI is. And then um, people need to figure out what they want their life to be like. And when you graduate college, when you graduate high school, you don't really know. Yeah. So uh, in addition to implementing a mandatory finance related class, there also needs to be an implementation of some type of shadowing program for people to know what kind of careers they're getting into. We're going into the future where tech is going to be everything. That's There's right. so much be made from the comfort of your own home by creating an online business, an uh, online opportunity. I have virtual mm-hmm. assistants who are making $4,000, $5,000 a month, and they don't have to leave their house. So mm-hmm. in the way they're marketed from high school, even from middle school to high school, um, makes people feel like that's where they have to go. They yeah. have to but on the flip side, I will say college will, um, will provide some type of social some type of social experience that you may not get going straight into the real world. So you have to evaluate what's the most important for you, right? Mm -hmm. Being a part of extracurricular activities like sports teams, 
um, sororities, fraternities, and things like that. I, I appreciate college does add that value. But when you think about investing six figures, like when I hear people say they are 100K in, 100K in debt, yeah. like, did you think about that? Is that something you really wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Um, that, I mean, that's a lot of money. And yeah. essentially when you graduate in college, that's really, that's truly where you're starting your adult life. Most people are starting to pay bills. And there are people that are thinking like, you know, I'm going to give me a good job. I'm going to give me a house. But that that's not the, the picture that they're giving. That's not the story that's being told for them after they graduate. So, again, I think people need to identify what you want to do, right? Because there mm-hmm. are plumbers that make six figures, but the job's not necessarily sexy. But they're <laughs> versus, you know, you might want to work in a bank or a clerical position that may pay you less than $50,000 a year. So people need to identify what they want their life to look like and what they enjoy doing. Yeah, I know it's interesting because there's another marketer as well that says something very similar in terms of, you know, doing what's right for you and not necessarily following either societal pressures or even what your friends are doing uh, and things of that nature. So I'm just wondering with regards to that, um, where do you think that, for example, that somebody that wants to invest in real estate and wants to get started uh, on that path, what were sort of the initial steps that they should take in terms of educating themselves on um, either investing in real estate or or being involved somewhere in, in that sphere? Yes. In regards to in re- regards to investing in real estate, one, you need to identify how you want to invest in real estate because there's not just one method to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, figure out what your overall long, long-term plan is when you think, it, think about it from a real estate uh, standpoint. Mm-hmm. All the information you can Google, you can get on YouTube. Um, can you get overwhelmed by all this information? Definitely. But my recommendation would be if you have the money, mm-hmm. right, the, to invest, but also a cushion for you to be able to provide re- repairs and things like that, depending on how you want to invest in real estate, just do it. You, every, I always tell people, start. You can perfect the process later. You can, you can learn from that experience. But mm-hmm. if you're young and you have the opportunity to invest in real estate, especially from the method that I'm doing now, which is house hacking, yeah. uh, a long-term, basically with the, with the tenant on the other side that's basically paying my rent, mm-hmm. I think a mortgage. Um, if you have the money to do so, go ahead and do that. But also, you know, research, figure, figure out what method you want to do. Um, if you have the, if you have access to a mentor that can be a mentor for you, yeah. a real estate mentor. There's a lot of people that would love to tell young people about real estate, um, but nobody has reached out to them to do that. So that's what I would recommend. Yeah, and I think that's a very important point, uh, mentorship, uh, because, you know, success leaves clues, right? So you have to kind of pick up on the clues and, and follow that way. Now, with regards to, you know, achieving success, um, what are your thoughts are, what are your thoughts about um, expanding your level of, of lifestyle? So, for example, you know, a lot of people, when they get really successful, they get a nice check or things start rolling in, they start, actually start to expand uh, the type of lifestyle that they're living. So I just wanted to get your opinion in terms of, you know, what should people do for to generate long-term wealth with regards to elevating where they're living in terms of taking either additional debt or buying, you know, like a new car or going on vacation or, or things like that. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to get your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think especially when you start a business and it's successful and you start making money, yeah, uh, you immediately think that, okay, I have some more money. Let me buy what I've been wanting to buy. Mm-hmm. But my recommendation for you is like, you have one successful month that's great. Be consistent, right? I need you to have 
six months to a year of really, really lucrative, successful months for you to really feel like, you know, this is a solid business. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have to understand, especially with entrepreneurships, there's ups and downs. You're going to, some days you may make no money. Some days you may make $7,000, right? Yeah. So people need to realize that the, the possibilities with um, entrepreneurship, especially in the beginning, the first five or three years, mm-hmm. this, is it something long-term, right? I always mm-hmm. tell people before they, before they leave their nine to five, do you have an emergency fund? Are you taking into account insurance because you will no longer have benefits and things like that? Mm-hmm. So my recommendation to people is, you know, always leave, live beneath your means. Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, always have people in your account, uh, in your corner to hold you accountable. I have several people in my corner that have been, been entrepreneurs a lot longer than me. And I'm just like, I had a really successful month this month. Can I buy me a handbag? Or... <laughs> Splurge. They, yeah. they know my overall goals, right? Um, I've been able to speak to them about my overall goals and they'll let me know, you know, where are you this month? Where are you today? Actually today. And they'll say, yes, you can treat yourself or focus on getting a little bit more sales or focus on getting, um, hitting this goal. And then maybe you can treat yourself. But I think it's important to have people in your corner that are Mm -hmm. accountable in a position that you've been in to be able to learn from them. Um, and don't spend the money very, very quickly. You need to be able to have cushions in your money and make sure a percentage of your money is going into some type of investment that's going to allow your money to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's very key. And also taxes as well. Make sure you're saving for, Ooh, for taxes. Yeah, let's pray about it. I ain't done my taxes. <laughs> it always gets you, right? You have to you remember that as well. So it's you touched on a very interesting point, which is mentorship. And I'm just wondering, um, what has been... What are the best pieces of advice that you've received from a mentor, uh, either something that you weren't expecting or something that even to this day, you're extremely grateful that someone was able to impart that type of wisdom? One, um, social media has been very, very good to me. I have a handful of social media friends that I've never met before, but that just really, really want to support me. So one being that social media is free marketing so whether you hate your instagram whether you hate twitter facebook whether you hate it from a business perspective it can do very very well for you mm-hmm. so i put at the beginning that people want to see your personality annalisa yes They're out there more so i i usually get on live at least once a week i try to mm-hmm. um see my personality and make that connection with me um so that was a recommendation to me that people, you know, want to see your day-to-day life. They want to see who you are, who is the person behind the page. Mm. Um, but also just to don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Do not be afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah. And what does that mean exactly? So when you put, when you say, for example, put yourself out there is just, you know, the good days as well as the bad days and not live so much of a, a manicured life type of thing. Is that so to live for lack of a better term, more authentically and communicate that to people that are watching or, or listening to you? Yeah, just telling a little bit more about your personal life. Mm-hmm. Yep, able to pay off debt. Yes, you've been able to start business, but what does it actually look like, right? Mm-hmm. Always ask me, how do you manage it all? I said, I'm the worst person to ask because <laughs> someday I can give 110% here and I can't give 100% here. So it really is a balance. But again, that goes back to being able to delegate to your team and outsource some of those responsibilities. So my 100% is going in the right space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I think the most important part is just being true to yourself, mm-hmm. true to who you are, because your audience will be able to tell if you're not passionate about something. Your audience is going to be able to tell if you're just trying to sell them something. Mm-hmm. So they need to be some sort of connection with you. Yeah, no, that's very key. So I'm just wondering, because you do have 
multiple businesses and just with regards to your students who have been some of your most successful students and why do you think those particular people were successful in uh in, you know in taking your course and, and moving on from what you've taught them well one i have um, the manager on my team started with me working for nine to five and working for elevated assist as of three weeks ago she now works for me completely full time but she also was before that was a part of my debt-free journey hmm. You know, she learned a lot about shifting your mindset from that. Yeah. So that first conversation and her taking my debt-free course, she realized that she can create the life she wants. So I checked in with her today. I was like, so you don't have to clock into your nine-to-five. We haven't really talked about it, but how does it feel? She was like, I just can't believe this is my life. Wow, nice. It's Again, it starts with your mindset. But also, after I have someone, after 30 days, they got four clients. Never been a virtual assistant before, and they still have a nine-to-five. Hmm. Uh, I have someone else after about six weeks after six weeks of taking the course they got three clients in one day and I nice. always ask students who does not have a client yet and tell me why mm-hmm. and they will admit that I haven't done I haven't done what I needed to do to get the clients right I need to, I need people to be held accountable I'm giving you step by step of what I did mm-hmm. it's been proven that it works because other people are getting clients so anybody in the, in, the, in the school, in the program who have not gotten clients, they know that it's on them. This is a virtual business. You don't just have access to people in your state. You have access to anyone with internet access, right? So how are you marketing your business so that clients can come to you? Yeah, no, that's, that's very key. Um, and just with regards to, you know, achieving success, the mindset and everything like that. So how important are, you know, how important is writing down your goals in terms of achieving the type of life that you actually want to live? Oh, for me, it's so, so important. Like, April is a new month. It's a new quarter. I don't even... The money that I made last quarter, that's great. But I mean, I'm at a... Like, every start of the month is a clean slate for me. So being able to make money from different sources is great. But for mm-hmm. me, being pretty, I really have to hit those goals, right? Mm-hmm. Just to hit goals at this point um, that I've written out for myself. So I usually, at the beginning of the year, write out different goals, put it up on an index card. Mm. And um, and then from that, I'll do like quarterly or weekly goals or even to-do lists. I have too much going on where I'm not able to write things out. Mm-hmm. So those are so essential. And even in my course, we start about having business goals. What are, you, what are your goals? How much do you want to make as a virtual assistant? How much do you want to make as a social media management manager? Mm-hmm. Mention it to me. I need you to write that down, right? Because I need you to be intentional about what you want to do for yourself and about what you do to your life. So the likelihood of something actually happens start with starts with you thinking about it and then translating translates to you writing it down, mm-hmm. right? I to put it up somewhere so you can remind it of what that looks like every day. Things that I've written for myself probably like earlier this year, like I'm reaching my goals, right? And I, I think it does have something to do with being reminded of what my goals are every single day because yeah. I've written it I posted it up. So I'm a huge proponent of creating a smart goal and I feel mm-hmm. like you have to on it. Yeah, no, that's very, very key. And it goes to the whole process of drawing it to you as well, putting that energy and that intention out there and drawing those types of things to you. So, you know, I was interested actually to find out, you know, you do have a, a lot of multiple streams coming in, but you're also involved in the trucking business, which, which I thought was very interesting. So h- how did you get involved? Wait, let's back up. I'm involved in what? The, the trucking business. Oh, no. Either you're involved in the trucking business or you're looking to get involved in, in the oh, trucking yes, business. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, uh, what 
was the impetus that led you either to you know to be involved in trucking business or want to be say, involved? You found, you found me a truck driver. <laughs> Um, so let's see. So last year, so I have a friend who's done very, very well within the trucking business. Um, she's definitely hitting five figure, six figure months at this point. Nice. So, so by doing the math and the numbers alone, I thought, okay, let me try to invest in the trucking business. And I was in the process of purchasing a truck, but I didn't really want to put any money down until I had a very secure driver. Yeah. And my interviewing experience with finding drivers that were that were willing to do the work that I needed them to do was just very, very tricky and very, very uh, hard, honestly. So I haven't been as focused on that, but it may come up again. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. So being someone that's extremely busy, I'm just wondering, what are some of the things that you do to, you know, decompress? Obviously, you've got a lot going on. So what are the things you do just to kind of, you know, relax and kind of let let things go? I try my best to take breaks throughout the day, but also I'm a traveler. So if people oh, nice. me, you know that I'm always somewhere. Um, I've where I've been in Connecticut this year. That was, everything's always a little bit of work. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. But see, I've been to Dallas this year, Connecticut this year. I've been to Aruba this year. Nice. Is that it? Uh, I'll be going to Atlanta next week. Nice. Uh, Florida next month. Nice. Go next month. I re- I'll legit have somewhere to go. Pretty much every every <laughs> month. Um, October probably. But I do appreciate being able to travel, trying new foods, mm-hmm. um, my workspace. So I do travel quite a bit, um, and just grateful that I'm fortunate to be able to afford it. Yeah, and where's one of the places you've been that has been extremely memorable for you and in, in the different places that you've been in, and why was it memorable for you? Um, probably going to St. Lucia with my friends. It nice. was just, it's a good time, really, really good energy. Mm-hmm. I love being by the water, so that's always fun. So yeah, I usually always have a good time when I'm going yeah, I know traveling is amazing. Um, and just with regards to everything that you're doing right now, I'm just interested in finding out what do you what do you want your legacy to be? Um, you know, to other people or to society. What what do you think about when you think about your legacy? The greatest reward to me is when people tell me I inspire them mm-hmm. because I myself, I'm just I'm a girl from Kentucky who just wanted more for herself. Yeah inspire them that's amazing but from a from a long-term standpoint um i want to form something where i'm able to consistently give back to my community um yes teaching people about financial literacy is so important but some people will never be able to get to that point because they have so many things going on in their environment their Mm -hmm. situation right how am i how do i why do i care about investing my money well i don't even know where i'm going to get my next meal right yeah provide people um, within my community, people that look like me with the resources they need just to live their life, it's very important to me. So oh, overall, a long, long-term goal is obviously to continue to receive an income, but also being able to impact my community in a positive way. Yeah, no, that's extremely important, especially given the fact that, you know, you are in a position where you can impart knowledge, uh, which I think is fantastic because, you know, it is a choice that you're making, right? You could be one of these individuals that kind of keeps the knowledge to themselves or funnels people into their course and only gives sort of a, a modicum of information. But you seem to be somebody that, you know, is open to 
you know, mentoring other people and making sure that they're sort of on the right path in terms of their own development. And one of the things that you said, too, that's very interesting to me is, is that um, that mental piece and, and shifting that mental piece. And do you think, though, to do that in terms of the experiences that you've had, you know, with students and even, you know, developing it for yourself, what are some of the crucial things that differentiates people that are able to make that mental shift? Is it community? Is it exposure to different types of information? Um, what would you say, just given your experience, helps people, you know, make that make that mental shift that they need in order to become more successful? I think definitely exposure. I won't I won't actually use environment or even community as an excuse because you hear success stories all the time about people who had nothing, right? Yeah. Empire. So I won't use that necessarily as an excuse, but what um, what a lot of these stories will tell you is that they were exposed to this one-time life life-changing opportunity that can completely change their life, and that opportunity may not be some type of pretty expensive program that they got free access to. It could be just coming in contact with their older guy that was knowledgeable about some information. It's all about exposure mm-hmm. and being able to the right people and the right resources. So I think exposure is going to be the biggest thing. Being able to put the right programs in communities, I think, um, would definitely help a lot of people within our community from a financial standpoint and being able to create their own legacies for themselves. Yeah, very true. And just in speaking of legacy, with regards to investing right now, where would you suggest people uh, invest their money. So in terms of, you know, either real estate, and I know you're really big in, in the Midwest. Um, but um, other than that, you know, where would you suggest that people invest um, if they're looking to achieve financial freedom? Yeah. So I'll say the, another reason why I wanted to start in real estate, because if you read all of these books, most millionaires, billionaires have invested in real estate in some form or fashion, right? Yes, yes. West work for me because it's very inexpensive, right? Investing in LA is not going to be the same as investing in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. So invest, do what you can afford, and figure out what your long-term plan is. Um, and then from a, the stock market standpoint, being able to invest, um, do your research, right? People will tell you, oh, invest in things that you buy. And I, I personally don't give that, give that, give that um, feedback to people because some of the stuff y'all buy is not doing good from a business perspective. True. So, yeah. I don't know why you would buy stocks from them, but do your research. Um, look at their look at their their financials in the last five years. Determine where you want to put your money. Um, one thing is we know that technology is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So business has some type of technology aspect that may be where you want to put your resources. But you should definitely do your own research. Definitely. And so not by, I just want to say this is not financial advice. I am not a financial advisor. <laughs> Thank you. I think you just got both of us out of trouble on that one. So I, I appreciate that, um, that that little moniker there. So for you, um, what does financial freedom actually look like to you? Um, you know, what what does it uh, seem like or what what are you looking actually to manifest? Or is it just a constant journey that you're looking to go on? Well, I think financial, I think there's different levels to financial freedom, right? So yeah. I have the I have the ability and flexibility to be able to get up and travel, right? There's nothing keeping me here. I can rent out my duplex completely. Um, Everything that I do, I can do from anywhere. Um, But I'm not at the level where I'm getting on my own private jet. So I think there's definitely financial freedom. 
Um, and I need to get to a point where I actually feel free and not bound from anything, right? Mm-hmm. My family, right? It, it didn't translate to my family. Can I, if I want to get up and go and bring my family with me, can they get up and go too? So getting to the point where, you know, my mom, my parents are no longer working or they're completely relieved about their res- financial responsibilities. Like that's freedom for me mm-hmm. when just me, right? Me being successful is great. Yeah. But by yourself can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. So figuring out who's going to be able to take that next step, that journey with me. And, you know, I would love to say we're all financially free and, and being able to teach that to our community like that. Ideally, that's what my life looks like. And obviously continuing to travel and just being able to tweet from my phone. Like that's my <laughs> overall goal. Yeah. I need all my businesses, all the processes to be completely automated. Yeah, and you'll be living that life, the IG life for real. When people actually look at, at their stream, it's just not going to be like anything rented. It's going to actually be you on your own jet, yeah, you on so driving that car. Yeah, so exactly, that's exactly. that's interesting. And just speaking of that, because I'm just, um, you know, I have this sort of notion about you with regards to, you know, philanthropy and giving back to the community and things like that. So I imagine, and you can know, correct me if I'm wrong, that you know, when when you elevate in terms of your type of lifestyle, I also have a, an inkling that you would actually funnel that money as well into, you know, maybe a, a nonprofit or something else that kind of helped the community. So is, yes. that, is that something on your radar as well, just in terms of developing yes. that type I of thing? Actually look, I actually had my assistant look up, like, research the steps to start a nonprofit last week. Oh, nice. So oh, wow. Okay. Start one very, very soon. Because um, it's important for me to give back. Like I said, like up, like I have, I have the, I understand my privilege, right? And I used it. I grew up in a two-parent household. Household, they didn't graduate college, but mm-hmm. they enough to be able to allow me to be exposed to different opportunities. I'm aware that a lot of Black people in my community were not given that same advantage. So what can I do to help them, propel them, and expose them to different opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the best vehicle for that will probably be some sort of nonprofit. Yeah, it, it's very crucial. And it's interesting, too, when you see, you know, billionaires and things like that getting involved and uh, and them having sort of a sense of pride doing it. Because I read somewhere basically that the highest amount of wealth that you can actually attain is giving back in a way that the recipients don't even know that you're giving to them. So it's that sort of theory of abundance and continuation of um you know, things that you feel are, are very progressive, uh, which I think is very, very key. Now, with regards to investing into into real estate, because a lot of people, you know, as you were mentioning earlier, they sort of jump in and they're kind of figuring things out as they go. So I just wanted to get your advice with regards to, you know, having an exit strategy for the type of um, investment or real estate that you're getting into. How, how important is that, especially when you're, you're first starting out and in investing in real estate? Yes. Uh, with any type of, I think you should have an exit strategy with any type of home that you plan on purchasing. Like, well, what's the overall goal? You want to keep it in the family forever? You want to pay it off? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, my exit strategy is going to be what be whatever is going to be most financially um, suitable for me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first property, my overall goal is to get something that's going to allow for cash flow and another stream for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having an extra strategy, honestly, with anything is very important, right? Yeah. Being able to navigate within different spaces and understand that everything just might not be forever, right? Mm-hmm. Even with a space and having an online business, you need to identify, you know, how can I get out of this one day, right? 
Some people don't want to be on Instagram and social media all day to promote their business. So what is that going to look like for you? And I think that's all about uh, all within what your overall plan is and something that should be included really in your five-year goals, your 10-year goals, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, and, and just speaking on that in terms of thinking about the future, because I, I read something that was very interesting, and they did this study where basically they had two sets of people. One of the one set of individuals were only doing things like with an immediate type of payoff, whereas the other people were thinking about themselves, you know, as 67 year olds, 80 year olds, and things like that. So, you know, with people living longer, uh, and, um, you know, their ability to work longer actually expands as well. So I just wanted to get your thoughts in terms of, you know, what is your thinking around things like, you know, stocks having to do with, you know, genetic modification and things like that? Do you think that that type of investment vehicle will actually start to gain more momentum as we get, you know, 10 years, 15 years into the future? Look, the American society is very, very weird. <laughs> I need to search everything. Um, I need people to research everything. Let me just put it out there like that. I'm not going to tell people what they should and should not believe, but go with what you feel makes sense and is correct and where your heart is. So I think that from an investment standpoint, um, you will have more people trying to figure out um, what word am I looking for? Like more people that care about what they're investing in a little bit more. We have a lot, a younger generation, and my mom says this all the time, a younger generation that questions everything, right? It's true. What are we investing in? Why are we investing in it? What is going to, what's the long-term result? I think we'll continue to get a lot more questions like that. And then the older generation are going to figure out, you know, how can we stop getting all these questions? So people just need to be mindful in, you know, what they're going to be investing into and just continue to do the research. Yeah, no, that's very key. So in the next, you know, five to 10 years, I know you've got a lot of businesses that you're dealing with right now. So what are your thoughts in terms of what you're going to be developing in in your future? What are you looking to, to focus on? So, yeah, our overall goal is to expand Elevated Assist, the virtual assistant and social media management agency. We've been able to work with some very amazing clients. Um, And the the great thing about being a virtual assistant and working with small business owners is not only do they pay you, right? Mm -hmm. But you learn from them and how they operate as entrepreneurs, right? And a lot of them have mentorship programs. Being able to be a virtual assistant you basically getting their mentorship programs for free because they're giving you access into their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem is to continue to expand Elevated Assist, expand my programs, and teach other people how they can create money on their own terms as virtual assistants of social media managers. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we move into a direction where remote work is being more acceptable by a lot of businesses. So again, my overall goal is to expand in the next five years. Uh, again, I'll probably be on the beach somewhere and <laughs> my life. hopefully I'll... <laughs> kids or something by then, but just automated, um, obviously with more properties and things like that. So. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. And I guess um, sort of as a wrap-up or finishing question, I'm just wondering, you have a sort of a very deep passion about, you know, empowering others. And I'm just wondering, you know, where, where does that passion, where does that sense of... Um, I, get, I don't want to say charitable nature, but where does that sense of empowering others come from? Is that something that was really nurtured as you're kind of growing up in your household? Do, you, do your parents or do your relatives 
um, involve themselves really with the community and, and giving back and, and things of that nature? Um, I wouldn't say I want to be, I'm, I'm becoming the person I feel like I needed earlier in my life. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to be able to inspire stuff. Like my parents didn't necessarily, my parents were great, but they didn't teach me about finances. They didn't teach me about investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. Provided for me. Yes. Um, I wasn't built in an entrepreneurship environment, so I did a lot of teaching for myself. So my goal is to be, uh, what I needed when I was younger for other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Some. You would hope that you can find that way in your family, but you don't always have that opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And as the last question, I'm wondering, you know, there seems to be a really big debate just in terms of, you know, monetizing your idea and when you should actually do that. You know, on one side, people say, you know, just get people on your platform or whatever, and then, you know, you develop a relationship and then you can monetize down the road, whereas other people are saying, as soon as you develop, you know, a course or whatever, um, you should focus on monetizing it you can still draw people to it but don't necessarily give it out for free to begin with so what are your thoughts is in terms of the two camps uh, and where you you fall in what you what would you suggest for other people to do as well if they're um, trying to build well yeah i think it's definitely a balance right um if you learn something like seven days ago don't come out with a course about it tomorrow <laughs> i don't yeah. right make sure you're experienced in what you're teaching mm-hmm. but you don't need 10 years of experience just to put a course together about something you've been doing for years. Yeah. Right? So I think everyone should figure out how they can monetize their skill set, monetize what you specialize in, right? It's something that people, what, what, what is something people are always coming to you for? Mm-hmm. As that, right? Remember that your family, your friends are ideally not your target audience. So you have to increase your exposure to people that will be your product or your service through marketing. But you don't need to wait five years to put something out. No, start today and continue to perfect it, right? If you continue to wait for something to be perfect, you will never start it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a very key point because I think you know, people do, whether it's fear or trepidation or something like that, there's sort of a hesitancy in terms of starting. Maybe they feel that you know they don't have the necessary expertise. But your point is very well taken because if you have done something for a long time, obviously you're proficient at it, so you should actually begin to develop something, especially in this type of an economy where you could be very successful with the course that you develop. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, once again, Annalisa, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're probably still working now, but we do appreciate your time. So thank you very much. No problem. Thank you for having me. No problem. Have a great night. Recording stopped. All right. Are we done? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Did you need anything for me? No, no, we're, we're good. Um, so what I'll do then is uh, I'll let you know when, we, uh, when we're broadcasting it. And I'll just include all of your information as well as you know social and also links to your course and anything like that if there is anything in your bio that you want me to include i can include that as well okay it should be up today yeah perfect okay so we'll, we'll do that as well all right yeah Thank thanks so much have a great night you too all right bye
we want to send a special shout out and thank you. We're grateful that uh, Annalisa Abel was able to join us. And as I said at the top of the show, please feel free to follow her. All our information is going to be located in the show notes. Remember to rate us. We love your comments. Continue to reach out to us with the types of guests you would like us to contact. We're more than happy to do so. Also, we launched a YouTube channel, so you can go there as well. You can search under Abendo Media and you'll be able to find our interviews there as well. Uh, Remember to always leave a comment, subscribe, and uh, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, these are our stories.